Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we're going to be continuing our Season 3 commentaries. Uh, We recently did One Good Turn and Tender Engines, and today we're going to be uh, taking a look at the Oliver Trilogy, as we dub it. Um, So... uh, First off will be Escape, followed by Oliver Owns Up, and then followed by Bulgy. So if you have Escape pulled up, you can uh, go ahead and press play now. Now, of course, Escape is based on the Railway Series story of the same name. It's a bit of an extension to it, because rather than starting out in the other railway, uh, you know, we have a good minute or so of prologue with... uh, an appearance by Trevor, of all of all characters, which is great. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I, I um, and of course, this episode is iconic. Um, uh, right, right from the get go, we just have to say that. Obviously, it's a huge fan favorite, um, for good reason. I, yes, I, I think it's a it's a great episode. Um, I personally prefer its. Uh, sister episode if you will um rust the rescue from season right. four um mostly just because i'm a season four fan so i and the aesthetic of that i like more but in this still it, it's quite good um and it's i mean it always shocks me every time i watch it how quick we get to oliver right there's and there's so little build-up <laughs> exactly and there's no denying that this is probably one of the highlights of this season you know, I it's it's it probably the most loved episode of this season, uh, not without reason. But, uh, you know, I um, it's it's a really good episode. I and with what you were saying um, last time, you know, I, as much as we like the voice of Billman, I like the voice that George Carlin gives to Oliver. Yes. Um, and and Toad as well. Um, yes, his his toad voice is is great. Of course, um, we don't we don't really have that in this episode, but um, but just in general, the, his, his voice is all around. Of course, are amazing. Um, but uh, Oliver, I know, is is kind of a fan favorite character. A lot of people like to um, to make stuff with Oliver and uh, and uh, write fan fiction with Oliver, whatever. I'm right. not. He's a fine character. He doesn't really do much for me, um, but I, I do think he's a, he's a fine character. Um, but, uh, I never really had any sort of, uh, attachment to him when I was, a, when I was a kid. See, I, I'm the opposite. I actually quite liked Oliver, uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't have as much of an attachment to him as some people do, but I, I really like him. I, I can't say that I've ever, that's not true. I was about to say that I'd never written any fan fiction with Oliver, but that's, that's not true. And you know that that's not true. So, um, I, I have actually, but um, you know uh, that fan fiction is uh, thankfully lost to time because it wasn't <laughs> very good. Of course, this episode is is helped mightily by Michael Donald Jr. Campbell's awesome Ooh. theme here. Yes. Uh, it, it it makes this episode. Um, of course, it's a it's a slight reference to the score to the film The Great Escape. Uh, it's a you know a, a similar melody uh definitely a, an homage to that particular theme 
And that's a that's a wonderful set that we just got there that we see um, a couple times in season three. That that long shot from far away. It's nice because it's almost as if as if you're just out train spotting. Um, right. I like those far away shots. Uh, they, they work really well. And uh, but uh, you know, this is this is nice. It, it always just strikes me as odd though that in, in the sheds here we have just just Douglas and not Donald. Right in this in this particular episode, uh, the, the you know Donald doesn't even appear. I don't think does he? He does not. Yeah, um, which is just a weird. It's a little weird to see them apart, I suppose, because we we're yeah. used to seeing them together, and particularly in the sheds here, we just have Douglas right in the middle of all of these engines that we've that are the normal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, famous uh, famous engines, but uh, and then we have Douglas shoved in there. I would like this last shot of Oliver and Toad uh, in mm. there with their new paint. It, it's it's a great scene, and if I'm not if I'm if I'm correct, not the exact shot, but a similar shot was used in Japan. It was a Japanese exclusive shot um, with their name boards because in the U.S., Mavis is the only season three character to get a name board sequence. But apparently in Japan, Oliver and bulgy as who we'll meet in a little bit here also got name board shots in japan yes yeah absolutely uh, so so escape i i think it's a it's a great classic episode uh yep but i i just think when you compare it um maybe it's not a fair comparison but just to compare it to a story with a similar structure um which is rusty to the rescue in season mm-hmm. four just think about how much is packed into Rusty to the Rescue. From the beginning, there's a whole scene at the beginning with with uh, with Rusty almost a puffing. He's not puffing. He's um, purring. <laughs> yeah, exactly, purring through the countryside, um, and uh, and then you know, and then he goes to the rail, uh, to the uh, the other railway, and then he finds Stephanie and goes over, and then we still have stuff at the end as well. So there, there's so much packed in there. Whereas this almost feels rushed. I feel, I feel that the beginning is rushed to get him into the scrapyard, and then at the mm-hmm. end, it's just there's just something slightly awkward about the way that this episode is written. And again, it's very season three. There's just something about the way that they shot season three and the way that they wrote the stories in season three that feels slightly off. And I, I don't know what it is. It's it's hard to pinpoint it, I suppose, which maybe makes it not a fair criticism, I, but it, it's just something is, is off. I, I kind of have, I, I have a similar thought line to you, but I kind of, have sort of a loose theory about that, which I'll be happy to share right now. Um, so uh, this sort of goes back to our previous uh, set of commentaries where, where, as you said, we did um, uh, One Good Turn and Tender Engines. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to specifically the Tender Engines portion uh, where we talk about Flying Scotsman and the reasons why uh, Flying Scotsman did technically appear without actually appearing. If they had made the Flying Scotsman model, um, now, of course, the episode Escape is really a combination of the Railway Series story Escape with Little Western tads on at the end. But they also put put that uh, scene with Edward and Trevor in at the beginning because Escape on its own wouldn't have made it to four and a half minutes, even with Little Western attached to it. 
they didn't make it to four and a half minutes, but they could have if they had made the model of Flying Scotsman, because there's an entire scene at the beginning of Little Western involving Flying Scotsman that they could have added to, you know, this episode. So I think that part of the reason this episode doesn't work is part of the same reason that Tender Engines doesn't work because of the lack of Flying Scotsman. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, and I understand that for you know, for some some of you listening to this, you you might disagree with us um, entirely um, because I know that this is considered one of one of the best episodes of the classic series. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and and to some extent, rightfully so. I yes. just think that, uh, as I said, I just think that Rusted to the Rescue is a better episode, and I think that this episode had greater potential that was not realized due to the butchering of the and basically the entire Enterprising Engines book, and then that led into the Oliver Oliver the Western Engine book. It just the adaptations of those stories, I should say, it just doesn't quite work and the the season three the way that they treated the railway series stories in season three trying to modify them it it didn't work as well as it did in season four in season four they seemed to find a good way to modify the stories to still make them fit with the tv series style of storytelling and the aesthetic um and and the general characters that they had already established to you know to give thomas a role where he didn't have one originally or something like that but in these where they're just kind of trying to it it's like they're always trying to play catch up because they eliminated something from a previous episode that would have made this episode make more sense um and whatever so you're piecing together all of these different story elements that that just doesn't like i said there's just something about this episode that just feels off and it's always felt slightly off to me um it it, it just in general with with many season three episodes they just feel slightly off they're not perfect they're not they're not as polished as season four or even the original uh, stories, which we, which I touched on in the previous uh, episode, but um, right. not as, not as polished as the staff written stories for season five. Right. And you know, that, that is an issue that we've seen throughout the entirety of these commentaries. Uh, I know we're, we're still, we're, we're getting towards the end of season three. And so, you know, I think we're, at the beginning, if you recall, a few uh, several episodes ago, we, we we talked about this a little bit as well, but there was an issue that we couldn't put our finger on. And I think that you've just there put your finger on it, that there is something about the way that season three is done that just, you know, it's a good season, or at least it's a decent season. But when they try to... I don't know if it was just the fact that they that it was their first time really making big changes to the railway series stories or what it was, but there was just something off about many of the adaptations in uh, this season. So, yeah. But yeah, so then yeah. we move into the uh, the next episode, um, which is Oliver owns up, and yes. you can go ahead and press play now. And this is a beautiful set. Um, this this seaside set that we got in season three is just great. It is. Uh, you know, of the Oliver episodes, this is probably my favorite of the three. I want to say. Hmm. Um, I would say. Um, uh, I would say the next episode that we'll talk about, Bulgy, is my favorite okay. of the three. All right. 
Uh, well, I, it's it. You know, I I I like all three of them for different reasons. You know, um, this is a good episode. I I quite enjoy it. Um, but then again, like I said, I'm uh, of the two of us. I I'm the Oliver fan. So yeah. I do like the season. I I don't know if we touched on this already, but I do like this season three shed um, that we that we get in this half of season three, because uh, of course we touched on the fact that that season three was shot in two parts. So right. therefore some sets that appear in the first half don't appear in the second half, um, including Tim and the sheds, the way that it looks in the first half is completely different from the way that it looks in the second half. But, um, but I like that version um, quite a bit. Uh, yeah. As do I. And I, I was going to say, cause I know we've seen the shed once or twice in like Henry's forest and one or two other episodes. Uh, but you're right. The, the, the set in the back half of the season looks a lot nicer than it does in the first half. Now that's an interesting shot that they didn't do too often. And I wish that they had d- done more because it, it's, it's quite cinematic actually to have the camera tracking along with the trucks with following one engine. And then it just kind of, it's like it hops off. It's riding along the cars and then it hops off to then right. we're going to join a story on this um on this off of this switch here. And I, I think that that's a nice, it's a nice camera movement and they never really, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I'm sure they do it one, other times, but none that come to mind. And I, I, I like that element and they don't, they don't use it very often. Uh, and I, I like it. I think, I think it works quite well from a, again, from a filmmaking standpoint, which sometimes right. we, we neglect when we talk about these commentaries, but, uh, but that's, that's something quite interesting. I swear that there's one occasion where they do that in season four as well. We'll have to look out for it when we, uh, when we get to season four, but I swear there's at least one occasion where they do that. Mm. Yeah. You're uh, yeah. Probably, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> this is um, something, something too is season three, just in, in the model making aspect of it, these yards and the, um, the, the yards, the yard sets that they have here. Right. I'm not a fan of just because of the set dressing. It they put all these random station buildings and things like that around. It doesn't. It just doesn't quite work. It looks sloppy, uh, mm-hmm. and particularly in the one shot that we had um, just a, a few moments ago with Oliver, these uh, just the way that like the the gr- the Green Mountain backdrop looked against everything. It just looked. It just looks fake. There's yeah. a fakeness to this season. There's an artificiality to this season that I don't feel with season four and five, you know, in terms of, right. uh, and, and certainly not in season one or two either. There's just something again, off <laughs> about right. this season. Uh, but I do like this crash. I think it's a great crash. It's, um, it's a great crash. And one that I um, reenacted many times with my Ertl models, because I had um, the Ertl set with the turntable, uh, both variations of it, actually. Um, with the second variation of the turntable, it was much easier because there was a dip in it. Um, and so with, I would reenact that scene that crashed quite a bit with my Ertl model of Oliver. So, so yes. Uh, it's a very, and I know that they're recreating a railway series illustration here, but I, I always found that it's quite an awkward angle that Oliver's hanging at. <laughs> Yeah, and for some, in my when I was a kid, I would always kind of place it 
it might head along with Percy takes the plunge because at the end of Percy takes a plunge, he's also kind of, um, you know, at a higher angle in the dark uh, with a crane, you know, it's just a similar, right. Similar vibe, I suppose. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, so yeah, but Oliver owns up, uh, like I said, based on resources and sagacity, it, fine story you know uh like i said it's probably uh, my favorite of the Oliver of the oliver trilogy but i do love all three episodes so yes yeah um and now we move to my personal favorite of the uh of the three here which is bulgy so if you have that uh, pulled up here you can go ahead and press play now and right off the bat i have to laugh um at the at the banner, which special just means holiday. special holiday. <laughs> um, now, what holiday is this uh, supposed to be? I think that's uh, I, that's a very funny um, joke by the crew. I think uh, it's just it's funny that they that they did that. It is um, um, yeah. no, be, because of course, it, it, Bulgy. You know, the railway series story takes place during the Great British Summer Holiday. So, you know, but um, or at least supposedly it does. It's been a while since I read that story. But uh, if I recall correctly, it does take place during the summer. And so, um, you know, it obviously be the Great British Summer Holiday that they're referring to. Yes, uh, I I love Bulgy. Um, I, I like this episode quite a bit. I like the structure of it. Um, and I like the the character of Bulgy. I think it's it's an interesting I mean, he's of course bad, but I mean, he's he's interestingly bad, right? Um, and uh, well, I, he's... I just like I like the character quite a bit. It's similar to similar to George that we'll see, of course, in season four, um, right? Who I also like. So, um, but uh, I just like I like the road characters. I like the non-rail characters. It's nice to see them get a little spotlight here and there. And I was going to say, uh, Bulgy is really the first non-rail character we get that's like kind of a villain if you will i mean because we've we've seen non-rail characters be antagonistic but never outright you know villainous unlike bulgy well he's really the only he's the first character that's uh a villain in any way really other than diesel right Um, that's that's very true or or i should say other uh the spiteful break fan as well Right. I mean, I mean, the trucks are always evil, but in terms of a specific character that actually has dedicated speaking lines and a dedicated name, um, right? Those it'd be those three at this point. Uh, and I like that station quite a bit. I'm not. I can't remember what that's supposed to be. If that's supposed to be Haltraw or uh, right, Carlsboro West. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be one of those two. Um, it it might well Haltraw. be. I think so. Um, I think so, but um, it has never really specified, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, Dutch branch line, would, uh, it's nicknamed Little Western, it's really the Arlesburg branch line, but um, yeah, so I, I would assume that it's probably that, Arlesburg West, like you said, so. And here we have a case where Bulgy is driving on the road up top mm-hmm. when in some episodes that has been a rail line. I Yeah, that's weird because there must be like a road and rail like right next to each other up there. Yeah, that has always uh, stumped fans uh, 
uh, for it's some fans for a long time. I, I like, I love this, this set and I love this bridge and I always just loved, I always found it satisfying the way that the, um, when duck is going over and the, the sound of the bricks and the dust, something about it. I always enjoyed when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, but I, I just love this episode and it, it's jam packed. It feels like more happens in this episode than in the preceding two episodes. So in terms right. of the Oliver trilogy, that's probably why I like it the most. Um, mm. And I guess, I mean, I really should, we really should say this is part of the Oliver trilogy in quotes, but this is mainly a doc episode, not an Oliver episode. I, I, I was going to say the, the reason I refer to it as the reason we refer to it as the Oliver trilogy is because it comes from the book Oliver, the Western engine. So, uh, you know, but really Oliver is only in two scenes in the entire story. I think uh, maybe, maybe three, but you know, he only has, he only speaks in two scenes. Um, but I have to agree with you. It, it is a very, there's something about the aesthetic of, you know, the sounds of the bridge crumbling underneath duck and such as that it's, it's very, it's a very pleasant aesthetic. So I was late to this. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Oh no, that's okay. And the, the hens never listen to him anyway. It's a great, uh, it's a great closing line. And I, I was just going to comment that I, I love, I love ducks uh, season three theme, the version of, of that theme uh, yes. from season three is, uh, is, is quite nice. Oh yes. I, I, well, I, I enjoy ducks theme in general. It's one of the nicer themes that to come out of season two, I feel. And so uh, the variation that we have on it in season three is great. Um, but yes, uh, no, I, I, and what I was going to say is that I quite enjoy um, Bulgy as a hen house at the very end. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And we actually, it, what's interesting is that, of course, we, we see Bulgy in the background in a couple, um, in a couple other episodes. Um, right. Particularly, I believe we see him in uh, Train Stops Play, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, and um, perhaps yes. in Mind That Bike at the beginning. I believe um, so. If, I, if I'm, yeah. So it, it, that's, it's quite interesting. Um, and then of course we, in Bulgy rides again, he, he gets uh, to, uh, to be a, a fruit. Is it a fruit or a vegetable market? I think it's fruit and vegetable, fruit and vegetables, uh, fruit and vegetable market. So he does eventually, um, uh, get to get a new life, but, uh, it's, it's nice. And, um, it's that, you know, that type of thing of course is kind of repeated with Bulstrode, um, kind of a similar idea, uh, one-off character mm-hmm. who ends up, you know, wreaking havoc for one tiny part, portion of one episode and then ends up, uh, a being set dressing afterwards and, uh, and, uh, B just, you know, having, having his fate sealed at the end of the episode. So it's quite, quite similar in that way. And, um, but, but Bulgy is a, is a nice character. And yeah. I like this episode quite a bit. If I had to rank these three episodes, I would say for me, they would go bulgy escape and Oliver ends up from, from, I, from I'm best probably, I would probably do um, the opposite uh, where it'd be Oliver owns up escape and then bulgy saying that though, I do love all three episodes. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're all uh, great episodes and I have very fond memories of watching all three of them really. So, uh, but yes, wonderful stuff. 
Yeah, so those were our um, commentaries on that um, that batch of three episodes here from season three. Well, more commentaries on the way, more railway series book discussions, um, and then eventually here we'll be wrapping up season three, and yep. we will be doing our best and worst of the season as we've done with the preceding two seasons. Uh, we'll have some more Shining Time Station commentaries on the way, but uh, you could find us on facebook.com slash talking thomas pod twitter at talking thomas one you can also listen to us on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify many other podcast platforms of course our home is anchor and uh please uh please give us a rating on apple podcasts um, or on google podcasts Uh, leave us a review uh let us know what you like what you don't like on facebook or twitter and uh yeah so thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time bye